This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm here with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hey, Allison. Hey, Liz. Uh, We uh, had the 4th of July weekend last Thursday, so uh, now we're back on, and we're going to talk about reliable cars between your vehicle repair questions. So let's just jump into it. Hit me. What's what's yeah. one of the first cars? Or, for, or well, do I'll you want to talk? What what's did. a reliable car? What, yeah, right. I'll, I'll tell you kind of what my process was. Uh, I went through, and I went with just cars that everyone knows. I didn't get too crazy into, like, Suzuki and Mitsubishi or something like that. But um, so I did your basic cars, and what I did is read Research on carcomplaints.com to see what problems different cars had. And I found some surprising things. But uh, so, for instance, I'll give the the small sedan car I picked was the Honda Accord. Um, everyone knows that that's basically a good, a really good car. The only problem I found was the year 2008. They had some serious problems then. So avoid 2008 models like the plague. They mm-hmm. got a clunker designation by, by car complaints. Uh-oh. Um, but other than that, they had really good reliability across the board. And that's in the four-cylinder models, and uh, I really like those. Um, another car that I really liked is in the compact car section is the Mazda 3, which I couldn't find any major problems for the number of cars that they sold. Uh, a car that you think would have been in that category was the Toyota Corolla, and I didn't pick it because it has a few years of engine problems. So I didn't. that doesn't cut it with me. And so when we're talking about reliable cars. I guess everybody's car has to have the oil changed. Mm -hmm. Everybody's tires wear. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what makes a car reliable or not reliable? For me, it's what I'm looking for is I want engine and transmission reliability, your major engine repairs. I don't want problems with that and I also don't like a lot of little niggly or electrical problems. If it's other minor stuff, interior stuff, exterior trim, little things like, you know, pieces of trim and stuff like that, I don't really stress that as much. I'm looking for your big things, your big repair costs and uh, and I like to go with cars that have virtually no no problems. That's what I went through on this list. So I eliminated some that you thought would have made the list, like a Tacoma. They got knocked off the list because 2016 had major problems with those cars. So I couldn't give it a, a, a guarantee, go get this car. Um, so these might be really good cars mm-hmm. for uh, a teenager or for someone you're sending away to college. Uh, cars uh, that you can rest assured and feel safe that it's going to get you to and from right. and you're not going to be stuck having to get a ride yes. to the mechanics to drop off the car. Yeah, and having to take it back to the dealership constantly. There are quite a few cars that, that had that problem. You can tell that they were they're going back and forth to the dealership for repairs, um, even brand new ones. So those are eliminated. They're they're taken off the list. So um, we I have a good little list here to go through. All right, through. well, let's Let's go ahead and take Gary, and then we'll get back to your list. So if you okay. have a call, a car you want to talk about is reliable or not reliable, or if you have a car question, we'd love for you to call in. Remember, our number is one 672 But first, we've got Gary from Holly Springs. Gary, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. 
Good morning, Allison. Good morning. Uh, y'all doing all right today? Yes, uh, indeed. I'll tell you about my wife's car, but uh, I'll tell you about mine first off. Uh, it's the most dependable car I've ever had. It's a 26 Model T touring car. <laughs> you know, I've heard that. I've heard those old Model Ts, and there's a running joke with those mechanics. I've I've heard multiple mechanics say that. They say we're just going to give up cars altogether and go get an old Model T and just put around at 25 miles per hour <laughs> because cars are just so crazy to deal with in general. But yeah, yeah how's the electrical issue on that Model T, Gary? <laughs> uh, there is none. <laughs> right. Straight ignition wire. Mm-hmm. More coals that fire the spark plugs. Other than that, there's not hardly any wiring to it. Yeah, no, uh, no starter. Well, there's no water pump, no oil pump. It's yeah. just uh, it works yeah. off of the heat rises, cool settles. That's the way the radiator circulates. So the only mm-hmm. moving parts is the crank, pistons, cam, and the valves. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's excellent for about 25 miles per hour, maybe 35. Well, I cruise at 32. So I there you speak. go. That's pretty good. But, but it'll run <laughs> off 35 miles a gallon. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, wow. My wife's car, she has a 15 Nissan Versa. Yes. And I've had Nissans before. Yes. I've never had a problem with a Nissan. Uh, that Versa. I like that you said that. Pickup. It's a Nissan Versa. It's never had a hiccup or anything go wrong. It's 130,000 miles on it. That's awesome. Um, I'm a Nissan girl. That's what I've driven. That's what I started out driving was Nissan Z cars um, back in the day. And then my sports car now is a Nissan. And I've always loved them. And I, I talked a lot of friends and family into buying them. And absolutely every single one of those vehicles were ultra reliable and just did amazing. Um, the only reason the Nissan Versa didn't make the list is because they had CVT transmission problems back in um like 09 or 2010 something like that they were having a lot of problems with cvts but every every manufacturer's had problems with their cvt but nissan got hit pretty hard and uh so it didn't make the list but i do love the nissan versa i rented one and it was such a nice car real peppy just a good solid feel to the vehicle i always i'm a nissan girl i love the solid feel that they have on their vehicles versus other cars i've driven versus toyota they they have a more solid feel than toyota to me yeah, well, that transmission back then, that was new technology, and yep. a lot of times they had to work the bugs out, but right. it's yeah. good now, you know, 75,000 miles on that service on that, so. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. And, I'll, and uh, I started with the Datsun pickup in 74, the predecessor to Nissan, and I had 380,000 miles on it. I believe it. Yeah, it's wow. Still running when I sold it. That's amazing. Yeah, my my sports car. I recently acted up in it really bad and locked the engine up in it, but it was after an immense amount of abuse, and it took it and it had who knows how many miles were on that car because the odometer had stopped at two hundred something thousand. So I mean, there's no telling how many miles on that car, and it for it to run the way it did, and I, I mean, I was acting up in it really bad to cause it to lock up. So it, it took it took a lot. <laughs> And I don't think many many cars can handle that kind of abuse for that long. Well, thanks for calling. That's that's awesome. All right, y'all have a blessed day. You too. Uh, yeah, thank you, Gary. Yeah, we have a we got our daughter a sixteen Nissan Versa, and she uh, 
really just enjoys it oh, and loves great. it. So if you want to tell us about uh, your reliable car or you want to tell us about your unreliable car, in addition to uh, needing any help, we'd love for you to call in or email. Our number is one 672 7464 Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Renee in Utica. Renee, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, you're on autocorrect. Go ahead. Yes, I would like to know when you know that you have bad gas in your tank and when should you add uh, gas treatment before or after you full up? Oh, okay. The the gas treatment, you do it, um, I'll go ahead and explain that. The gas treatment, it says it on the bottle. You have to have so many gallons in your car, and then you can put it in there. And I forget off the top of my head how many gallons that you need. But you do it um, at, at a certain amount of gallons in your car that you want to do it. You don't want to do it when it's completely low, and you want to do it when you're filling it up, if I'm correct. So you don't want it to be too low on gas. You, you want it to have a certain amount of gas in there for it to mix with as far as those fuel treatments go. On knowing when you have bad gas, the symptoms that I've dealt with are no starts. The car wouldn't start, and then eventually it did after cranking it and cranking it over, and it's like it pushed through the bad gas. I'm not real sure what happened or how it made it affect it like that um, another one is running rough and then it start running good again and you know you probably got a little bit of bad gas that the thing about bad gas is sometimes it it'll only stop your car for a little bit and then it starts running fine again and you know that it went through um, some bad gas so it's not something that's going to continually cause a problem your car is eventually going to cycle through it so that's I've seen it make cars not start and then I'd go to diagnose them and show up and they're like it's starting again I said well you probably got some bad gas so that's that's the symptoms on that. All right. Thank you. You're Thanks, welcome. Renee. So maybe if you had a gas treatment uh, bottle container, you could take it to the filling station and then put in a little gas, mm -hmm. put at the, add the treatment, then top it off. That's what I recommend. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to Angie before we take our break. Angie from Poplarville. Thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yes, I'm going to buy my daughter a car at Christmas time, and I was wondering about the Altima. It'll be her first vehicle. She'll be 16, and I'm wondering about the Altima. Um, on the Nissan Altima, I've seen them be very reliable on certain years, but you have to be particular which year you get on those. That's the thing. So they, the, I know the 2009 had problems with their CVT transmission, and the 2005 had problems with their regular transmission before they switched to the CVT. Um, after that, as far as I know, between, say, 2011, and I'd have to look it up to see further, I really recommend everyone go to carcomplaints.com to look at the different vehicles it, the, whatever vehicle you're looking at whether it's something ultra reliable like a Honda Accord or anything um, so between 2010 and 2012 the Altimas were really good again and I'm looking in 2013 they had transmission problems again so you need to be particular about which Altima you get unfortunately and I hate to say that because it is such a wonderful car uh, I've driven them and they're, they're really nice but when when they're having those problems like that, you have to be careful. Yeah, what about Angie. A 14 or 15 more recent, a more recent one than that. What about a 14 or 15? Uh, yeah, Angie, uh, Allison's got us, got me going to this car complaints 
com, and it's it's a really uh, fantastic website where people who have their cars, you know, they can file their complaints and. You you actually see what people are saying, and you see the number, okay. and you see a bar graph. And it also has them. the government, the NHTSA. Yeah. Right? It also has the complaints that have been filed with the government. So right. it has those complaints both on there. So you get a real good picture of okay. the reliability on the car. And I, just looking at it, the, the, the 15 looks better like. than the 14. Yeah. 15. That's a good year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so go check that much. out. You're welcome. Thanks, right. Angie. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, well, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll get some more of Allison's recommendations for uh, reliable cars. She wasn't just laying out at the beach on the 4th of July. She was doing her homework. <laughs> uh, so if you have a question uh, about your car, you have a problem with your car, or you want to tell us how reliable or how unreliable it is, We'd love for you to give us a call, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to talk about some cars that are under recall. We've uh, missed a couple weeks, so we've got quite a list. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. Uh, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast. And I'm about to go on a vacation, so I have started loading up my podcast with lots of my podcast player with lots of podcasts that I can listen to on airplane mode while I'm on an airplane. So uh, I like to listen to podcasts when I fly. There's a lot of recalls. We we missed the 4th of July, so we've got recalls for two weeks. I am just going to go through the actual cars and you can, if this is your car, you need to go click on it to see what needs to be done. But the 2008 and 12 BMW 3 Series, the 2018 and 19 Mazda CX-5, Mazda 3, Mazda 6, the 2012-17 Ford Focus, 2013 and 14 Focus ST, the 2019 Ram 1500, the 2019 Jeep Renegade, the 2014 Jeep Cherokee, the 2016 through 2019 Acura ILX, the 2012 through 2020 Volkswagen Passat and Atlas, the 2019 Mazda 3, 
Well, that's on there twice. The 20, I guess maybe there's two separate recalls. The 2018 and 2019 Audi Q5 and SQ5 and the Audi 3, 3 I'm sorry, the Audi A3, 3A, e-tron s3 and rs3 what the heck okay and (laughs) honda has already started replacing some of the replacement airbags that were under federal that will be under federal recall later this year so check with your honda dealer uh to see if your honda is part of this massive uh, Takata airbag recall and a recall of the recall to find out if your car has a past recall you can go to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website the nhtsa.gov slash recalls uh, input your VIN number and while you're there you know poke around they have lots of good information about cars yes, and driving um, you know gives you something to lots a little rabbit stuff, hole to, yes. to poke around it's really nice so today we're talking about reliable cars uh, give us two reliable cars and then we'll get to our long line of phone calls Allison oh dear. Yeah. okay well I'm going to talk sports cars real quick um, a couple that were just major standouts just no problems were the Miata and a lot of people are familiar with the Miata they now call it the MX-5 so if you're looking for a little pocket rocket that's an awesome car to get and I can personally attest to that and the funny story my sister-in-law after she was become an officer in the Navy she got assigned to Hawaii so she got a Mazda Miata and then they changed her orders and she went to Newfoundland (laughs) and she didn't get to experience the Miata in Hawaii she took her she took her Miata in Newfoundland yeah. So okay, awesome. go ahead. And uh, a higher end sports car that it's, it's just known reliability in the sports car world is Porsches. They just have barely anything happen. And considering the abuse that they take, because no one drives them slowly, surely <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. All right. Well, let's get to Bob from Holly Springs. Bob, we appreciate you calling in today. You're on AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Okay, I, I know you're talking about smaller cars today, but uh, I've actually got a list through through big trucks all the way up to large trucks, so we just hadn't got there yet. Well, I I just uh, I bought a 2,000 mile Expedition and and a new one and uh, yeah, over 13 years, uh, near to 200,000 miles. Yes, sir. I use Amsoil synthetic oil in it. Nice. I use their recommended uh, oil change of 25,000 miles. Wow. Uh, the maintenance costs. For those 13 years, was eleven hundred dollars. Of course, that's not counting all changes or. Okay. Know, okay. Do you talking about some extra part. stuff? Okay. But, uh, anyway. That's really good. Yeah. I'd well, you'll be happy to know to... that the Expedition made my list. I have the experience with the Expedition too. With three hundred something thousand miles, and the car was not taken care of and was driven, was still driving really well. So, and, and I went back and double checked it, and the Expedition made my list for a large SUV. They are awesome. Well, although they don't get tremendous gas mileage. Oh no. When you look at the total <laughs> cost per mile over the life of the vehicle. 
Uh, it's been pretty good vehicle, you know. So. There, well, there you go. Just to make that comment. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, so it did. It, it, it made the list. Ford Expeditions are pretty awesome. Well, that's good to know. My niece just bought one uh, for her five kids, six yeah. kids. I don't know. <laughs> but she did a lot of research. Yeah. So, Bob, she's in your yeah. camp. She loves her, her new expedition. But thanks very much for calling with us and speaking with us, Bob. Thank you. All right. Now let's go ahead and go to Edward. Uh, Edward, we are glad that you've called in from Taylorsville. Uh, welcome to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. I have a 99 Nissan Pathfinder. It just started giving me trouble. I bought it new. It don't have but 112,000 miles on it. It never quit on me. I've been here war. Now I'm having a problem with my service light keep coming on when it, it ain't howling right. I took it to the dealer. They put points and plumes said that was a trouble. And the service light keep coming back on. I took it to a, a dealer and he, he said the cold ain't working. He can't tell and he keep it coming back on and just it's howling up. That's all wrong with it. I want to know what the problem with it. How can I fix it? Ooh, I don't know. That's something I'd have to look at myself and look at, uh, check a few things. I know uh, my friend had that older Pathfinder, and it had a a distributor problem, which was a minor uh, thing, easy fix, and as far as that vehicle went. And uh, but uh, Pathfinders are typically pretty reliable vehicles. They didn't make the list because there are some that pushed it out of the list that that had even more reliability. But they are generally pretty good. Without looking at that further, I'd, I'd have to look at that. I'd have to read the code and see what it, the code is actually saying, and I'd have to look at that car myself to to verify what's going on. That could be the throttle body needs cleaned. That'll affect your idle, and that's something unusual that that a lot of people don't think of but um but though no, that's something i'd have to look at myself you're welcome uh edward um you know allison uh, you, you mentioned you'd taken it to the dealer twice uh if there was a local mechanic or a specialized mechanic uh, uh allison who would you recommend he take something like that to an independent shop or someone who deals with imports would be good like an import specific you know how they have the shops that are only japanese imports or or well the ones that do japanese import that honda nissan toyota they, those shops are out there so that may be something he wants to look into see if he can find one and then that'll be something they'll probably have seen with the import well, shop I'm like that now and you know it's there now they working okay. on it but they didn't call me yet i found one all okay. right. Well, good, good. Good luck with that, Edward. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, if you have a question about your car and you need Allison to help steer you in the correct direction, our number is 1-877-672-7464. Or if you have a reliable car you'd like to cheer about or an unreliable car you'd like to warn the rest of us poor suckers about, we would love for you to call in. Let's go to Robert, who's calling in from Hamilton. Robert, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Well, thanks for taking my call. I have a 2001 Yukon XL that has over 350,000 miles on it, trouble-free, with one exception. I had to replace the fuel pump in it a couple of years ago. 
Um, you might have not replaced the fuel filter on time, and that'll cause your fuel pump to go out. And on that vehicle, I'm pretty sure the fuel filter's outside the tank, and that's yeah. just a heads up for everyone that, that fuel filters, if you have the one that needs to be serviced, it'll make your fuel pump have to work harder, and right. they'll make them go out. So that could have been... That that's minor, I guess. When you're looking at that, you'll be happy right. to know the Chevy Tahoe did make my list as for large SUVs, and, uh, and so of course that includes the Yukon. They're the same vehicle, and right. um, those had uh, uh, amazing reliability over the years. I've, I've been driving these trucks, Silverado, Sierras, and now the Yukon and Suburbans for years. And the fuel pump is normally uh, the biggest repair problem on this truck because I have to drop the tank. To replace it, yeah. But I, replacing a fuel filter is cheap and easy, and I, I constantly do that. So, Good. Uh, and you still had and, a problem with the fuel pump then? Yeah. yeah okay. Bought, that I might be. I think uh, is that that Delphi brand fuel pump. Yeah, I believe yeah. So. I I've it, had I more. It. I've seen more problems with that Delphi fuel pump on multiple vehicles because they put them on Dodge too, and I, I'm not sure who all else. But they, uh, they have, they just have problems. The Delphi, and you have to replace it with the Delphi, or it won't work right. It'll end up going back out again. You can't use right. a different brand um, with those. It's, so there's something up with the Delphi. I don't like. I don't like the Delphi's at all. The only other problem I've had with this truck was last year. You know, it has two air conditioners. One for the front one for the back Mm -hmm. and the back would blow cold but the front would blow warm and so I I went online and and discovered there's a way to reset the actuators and so I went I wrote down the process and then tried to do it myself and I was unsuccessful but then last uh, uh, say early summer I had to replace the battery the battery was going bad and when I took the battery loose and, and, and put the new battery on it seems to reset everything. Everything came back to life, working just fine. <laughs> ah, then that's what it was. You know, I have uh, my Dodge van. You can go through and do a, a, a thing that does that. It resets the actuator doors so they know where to open and close to right. um, process. So I, I know what you're talking about. So for anyone listening, if you do have a problem with your, your air conditioner's warm, it's blowing warm air, see if there is an actuator reset uh, that you can go through. I don't know if that would even be in an owner's manual or not. But uh, I think in mine it is. I think in my Dodge van it is in my owner's manual, but I'm not 100% sure. I think I had to look it up on the labor software at school when I was at Heinz and put right. it through the, the process. But, um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. But good to know that your your vehicle made the list. They are pretty reliable. That's that 350 engine in most of them, and those are pretty good engine. Yeah, now the dealer wanted uh, seven $800 to to fix the problem and they're charging a lot of money when all they have to do is reset the actuators Uh i don't think they're going to tell you that when you're paying an 800 dollars repair bill well that's illegal in my opinion i think we should start maybe holding these people accountable for these insane (laughs) if there was a way to fight it uh yeah that's pretty bad my brother-in-law has a 2001 Suburban. It's got well over 500,000 miles on it. He's never had any problems out of it. Yeah. So so they're very good trucks. They are very good. Well, thanks for calling. That's, that's well, thank, appreciate thank that. You. Thank you for all your advice. You're welcome.
All right, here we go. Because of uh, Robert and Allison, don't tell anybody, but I'm texting right now while I'm on the air. I'm texting my kid who has our Dodge van, who the air conditioner just started uh, to blow warm. Check actuary reset. Actuator. Actuator. Okay. Actuary is an accountant. Okay. Actuator reset. In owner's manual. Let us know how that goes. Um, And he may just want to look it up. Just Google how to reset the actuators on a Dodge, blah, blah, blah. Um, all right, there you go. All right, going. so M, if you're you're not listening because they are going to college, so they're not listening to my show. Who cares yeah. what Mama does? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> check the actuator reset. Okay, it's time for our next break. Jerome and Ken, hang on. We're taking your uh, car repair questions. We're also talking about reliable and unreliable cars. Our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. You could also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Uh, what's an unreliable car not to buy? We've got one for the week. We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, she's right here, right next to me. Uh, she's our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. That song was, ooh, let me make sure I say it right, Mac McAnally, the Mississippian, and I think MPB TV did a documentary on him, and you can probably watch that on the app. Consumer Reports has a list of 108 2007 to 2016 models that have a record of much worse than overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the Buick Enclave. 2008 to 2011, overall, the worst problem category is the transmission, and the 2008 was the most complained about version. But just like we're talking about today, uh, please consider reading up on the reliability of this car or any car before purchasing it as a used car suggests Consumer Reports and CarComplaints.com is a great website and resource for an unreliable car lists. But if you're interested in some reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 18 years. And his review this week and last week, he did the 2019 Ford F-150 Raptor diesel. And he did the 2019, uh, I can't read my writing, 3 aught green red Esport. No. Oh. Renault? 
I think that's the look. Anyway, we're talking about reliable cars. Uh, we'd love for you to give us a call, but not until we take all four of these calls that are waiting. And Ken has been waiting the longest. Ken, thank you so much for holding on. We appreciate you calling in from Jackson. Uh, you're on autocorrect. Go ahead. Oh, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to first compliment my my car, and then I'll tell you one problem I have. It's a Jeep Grand Cherokee 2000 four-wheel drive. Uh, I bought it from uh, a dealer that, as it came off of a lease, and right now she has 300,000 miles on her. One of the things I do to my car, the spoiler, is uh, every month I put some uh, seafoam in the gas tank. Every two months, I put fuel injector inside of the car. My car runs so smooth that sometimes I have to really listen, turn off the radio to make sure the engine's running. It runs that smooth. Wow, that's great. And you've never had the engine rebuilt or replaced or the transmission nope. rebuilt or replaced? Nope, but I have wow. everything underneath the hood. Uh, after having the car for one year, the computer went bad. So when I took it in, I had to have that replaced, which is two grand. I said, why are you underneath there? Change everything. So I had water pumps, radiator. I had everything changed. Uh, ceiling fan. I mean, not ceiling fan, but the fan for the car. Yeah. I had all of that changed. Okay. Uh, so the only problem I'm having now started two weeks ago touch i can be driving and i hear a high screech coming out the back touch the brake barely touch the brakes the screech will go away oh you probably uh, just need some shoes back there okay yeah Second some shoes is, on your if it's drum brakes but either even if it's brake pads you know a disc brake you i imagine well, there's I drum brakes on them. All, all four changed uh three years ago okay so. they may have maybe they didn't adjust them correctly and it wore unevenly or something like that so you can just pop off the drum which is super easy to do and just look at it okay easy for you to do <laughs> that's one I, I recommend for an at-home thing that you can you can check your drum brakes yourself it's it's they pop right off you take the tire off then you take the drum off and there's your brake system Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> right. okay. As I said, it sounds easy for you. <laughs> now, the major problem I have, uh, my heating coil went out. Yeah. And I have a super mechanic. Oh, heating coil. <laughs> but he let me know that with the Jeep, I got to take the whole dashboard off. Yeah, you do to get to the heating core. Mm-hmm. And he said the part isn't expensive it's a labor it's labor that's right but since i don't i've never liked ac so i haven't only time i turn on ac when i is when i have a guest yeah but oh uh, but your heated core you have to have that <laughs> for the yeah, but right now I'm or you can you can bypass it that's what i wanted to know because i'm putting in every week and a half a container it, uh, I, I go to a container of uh, antifreeze that's every a lot. week and a half. That's a lot. Well, you can bypass the heater core because that's just for heating your interior of your car. It doesn't affect your engine. So 
you can see if you get someone to do that for you if you don't if you don't want to go ahead and replace all that but you won't have heat in the winter so well uh, i don't you don't need it Mississippi need a heater i'm from chicago so there's Oh, there you go. It's cold here. <laughs> well, thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, Jeeps can, I guess, I'm glad you like your Jeep. Well, and I, I know my husband has had uh, rental cars, and a lot of them will be Jeep Cherokee. So I guess the uh, they like those. But, Ken, we appreciate you calling in. Let's now go to uh, Jerome in Corinth. Jerome, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Really good, thanks. Okay, look, uh, I've been listening to your show stuff like that every time. Come on, and uh, I, I rec- uh, recognize your knowledge about vehicles. All right, well, I've been trying to get a hold to uh, eighty-five mile GMC or Chevrolet short wheelbase pickup, and I need to know the significance of my, behind it because these people. If I find one, it's twenty. It's like like twenty three, twenty four hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, those truck real dependable or something like that, or just that it's that square face GMC or Chevrolet truck, the eighty five. Uh, I think they are pretty fairly reliable, but you know, people still that that's an old vehicle, and at that point, any car is not. You're going to have maintenance repairs and, and and problems. I think it's just people like that simple old style. I know they are popular. You see them on the roads a lot, but most of the parts have been replaced on those vehicles. I don't think anyone that has their original water pump or anything like that, you know, fuel pumps and all that stuff. But um, I think they're just popular. They're just popular. So that's yeah. they're that's what they're trendy. Is uh, I I got my wife has uh we bought a. 2006 used uh, Saab 9.3 turbo sports sedan and a deer hit it. Okay, we were looking for like a used one. There's nobody that has a 9.3 turbo Saab and it jumped there on nowhere else. Is that car, is, is, is it so popular it don't get hurt or something like that? We, you know? No, it's, I, I don't know how reliable they were. Um, but they just simply didn't sell a lot, and that's why the business closed. That's why they, the Saab is no longer making cars. They closed a while back. I'm not sure when exactly, but they stopped making cars a long time ago, so their numbers were just low. I think they were just making oddball cars. Their cars were a little bit uh, too niche, and it wasn't it wasn't popular, widely popular enough to keep their sales up. This is uh, the GM model. Yeah. yeah. Everything under GM. But I promise you, I couldn't find one nowhere. Looks like you're looking for some hard-to-find vehicles. <laughs> well, thanks for calling, and good luck on your search for the, the 85 truck. I think you'll find one you keep looking. They are out there. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jerome. Where are some ways, if you were looking for a specific car, where are some, are there websites, you know, find this car? Or, I mean, how, if you were going to even expand nationally to a search, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I, my, I was born in this year and I really want this car from this year. Or how, how can you find a particular car? Do you know? Um, well, I, I bought a couple off of eBay before. I highly recommend okay. having a local mechanic inspect. Sure. Yes. You know, call a shop and say, 
you know, make sure the owners of right. the vehicle will take it over there and have yeah. it looked at to a shop you pick out right. that, of your choice. Um, I highly recommend that. Um, so, But eBay would be a way? I, I liked eBay, but that's not for everyone because that's right. the bidding and dealing with that. But other than that, I, I don't know what, what big websites there are. Auto Trader. I think you really just have to look. Craigslist. You can look on Craigslist and, and it'll kind of help. I have um, had success with Craigslist for vehicles and a lot of people I know have to. So it's, as far as looking for a specific vehicle, I don't know when okay. it comes to something like a Saab or right. an 85 GMC truck. That's, right. that's a good question. All right. Uh, hang on, Bill. We're talking about reliable cars when we come back from the break, but we're also taking your repair questions so if you want to uh, give a high five to your car or you want to say no way let us know our number is 1-877-MPB-RING that's 1-877-672-7464 you could also send us an email to our address auto at mpbonline.org we've got a a piece of uh, news that we'll talk about this is when we come back, this is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, remember you can go back and listen to the whole show. Try our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. And in the news, you know, we mentioned this back in October. Uh, Volkswagen announced they were going to stop making the VW Bug, and now they have. The last one just rolled off the assembly line. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Allison, hit us with uh, two more reliable cars, which are uh, which y- you investigated and think that these are good deals. I like for the medium SUV, I picked a 4Runner the Toyota 4Runner and the Toyota Venza, two fantastic vehicles, and those are well-known, so I don't have to explain those. For a sport SUV, uh, anyone who's ever experienced or heard about a Nissan Xterra, they are absolutely phenomenal, and they are good for off-road. They actually are frame-on vehicles, so that's what I recommend in the SUV segment. Fantastic. cars. And that review that I butchered because I couldn't read my handwriting was the 2019 Infiniti 3.0 turbo red sport but let's go to the lines and get bill from bay st louis bill oh i love this brand of car i think you're going to tell us about bill i hope i hope you're saying how you appreciate it not what a lemon it is you're on autocorrect go ahead no i'm sure we're on the same page it's got to be the mazda yeah a lot of a lot of mazdas are good we're looking for a new um vehicle and we were leaning towards the um, Subaru Frontier until I read the Powers reports on the engine. And we're driving a 2014 CX-5, that's a Mazda, 
and that car is just an animal. It is incredibly reliable. I can only say good things about it, uh, with the exception of the thickness of the sheet metal. It dents kind of easily. The uh. salesman told me that uh, they beefed that up in, in later models, which I'm going to check on. The Mazda seat, the Mazdas do, they did uh, fit mine for a small SUV. I see it's lower down on my list, along with the Honda Pilot. But yeah, the, the Mazda CX-5 did make my list. And oh, any absolutely. of the Mazda lineup of their smaller SUVs. Well, I appreciate yep. your comments, and thank you for the opportunity to tell about the CX-5. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bill. We appreciate you calling in. And uh, Stephen, you're going to be our last caller. Uh, we appreciate you calling in from Memphis. Uh, go ahead. I have a car that has the undercarriage cover, and it's just going to come off and tear and rattle and even scrape on the, uh, the highway a little bit. And I'm wondering, how crucial is that piece of equipment? Is it necessary to replace that, or is something that I can remove without worrying a lot about it? If you think about a rock going up in there and popping something really hard or popping off your engine and hitting your radiator and busting a hole in your radiator, that's the kind of thing you want to think about. So I like the idea of replacing it. You can get one from a junkyard or you can buy a new one and put it in yourself. And it's fairly, I, it's super easy to, to replace those. So that's what I'd recommend because you are in danger of, of dangering your car. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thank you, Stephen. So now let's uh, let's uh, finish off your list in the last yeah. three and a half minutes that we have of right the show. Right on. I'll, I'll blast through it. For small truck, the Taco, did we call them Tacos, the Tacomas, uh, Toyota Tacoma got edged out by Nissan Frontier, who had rem- remarkably more reliability. For a medium-sized truck, you cannot beat a Nissan Titan. And I looked at it in and out. They only had a little minor problem with the rear axle, and I think it was the leaking differential I had on mine, now, which is they, minor. Do they make those here in Canton? Yes. Okay. They do make those here in Mississippi, so that helps out your local business, too. For a large truck, the F-250, the Ford F-250 beat out every other vehicle that that could come close to that, and uh, it has remarkable reliability, and I have experience with that. My neighbor has one, and it, it's a good truck. For a large SUV, I had three on there. We already talked about the Chevy Tahoe and the Ford Expedition, but another one that made the list that has ultra-reliability is a Toyota Sequoia which uh, I've had a lot of experience with those when I worked at Toyota, and they're a fantastic vehicle. For small SUV, the Mazda lineups of SUVs and Honda Pilot were awesome. It beat out the Toyota RAV4, which had a little bit of issues that I didn't I know I so didn't many people love reliable. their Honda Pilots. Yes, they do, and their Honda Elements. The, the Pilots, though, a lot of people wanted the older ones when they were a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they yeah. got a little big they have for little some big. little people. Right, yeah, they have, they have uh, expanded a little bit. For vans, uh, beat out the Honda Odyssey was the Toyota Sienna and the Nissan Quest. And I have a lot of experience with Nissan Quest. They are ultra-reliable and take a lot of abuse and are a very, very nice vehicle and very peppy. They have the Z-Car engine in them. And Toyota Sienna Sienna are just really nice vehicles. I I really like them. And they had a really high level of reliability. Honda Odyssey had some problems up in there that I didn't like, so they got nudged out. And they were some major problems. I think it was transmission when I was researching that. So that nudged them out for what I would call ultra-reliability. So that's my list. 
Fest, folks. Fantastic. What have you got coming up? I've got South Life Car Show is coming up July 27th at Trustmark, uh, Trustmark Park, where the Braves play in Pearl, and that'll be 10 a.m. Saturday. I'll have a booth there, so please come and say hey to me. Let me know you listen to the show. I'd love to meet you and maybe take a selfie or something. And then um, there's an autocross coming up on July 20th and 22nd. If you'd like to learn to drive your car better, they have what's called an Evo School on July 20th that you can participate in. It has, it's a really good price. I can't remember how much it is exactly, but you can send your teenagers to it or if you want to learn how to drive your car better and more safely. Um, that's a good, it's a good thing to do. So the school that teaches you how to autocross well will also teach you how to drive better in general. And then they have the, the regular autocross on Sunday. And if you do the EV, Evo school, the autocross is free. And that's in Grenada. And um, you can look up Mississippi Region SCCA on Facebook or in Google to find out more information on that. And that's the two major events that I have coming up uh, this month. We'll have that on the website and the podcast for this. And if people are interested in autocross, they can go back and listen to that autocross show we did a few months ago. With Taylor George. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, Allison, it always is a pleasure. We appreciate you coming, donating your time, coming here to uh, answer the questions of Gary, Renee, Angie, Bob, Edward, Robert, Ken, Jerome, Bill, and Stephen. I appreciate our listeners calling in. And you know what? We appreciate our donors. When you contribute to Mississippi Public Broadcasting, you're supporting AutoCorrect, and we thank you very much for that. I'm in a thank you mood. I'm in kumbaya. (laughs) She's going to the Mediterranean on a cruise for two weeks. I'm about to go on vacation. I'm going on vacation, too, so we'll be off air next week, but we'll we're going to have a back the week. But it's the uh, headlights show. That was a good good. one. Good, that That was was a a good one. one. Great. So thanks to Michelle McAdoo, uh, who was our board engineer, and Jay White, who was our call screener. Go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Lady Auto Mechanic. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us next Thursday at 10 a.m. for the headlights show on AutoCorrect MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.